Welcome to On Tuesdays We Co-Work, where I am co-working my way around London with my partner in crime, Home Slice, Boss Bay. I think we get it, can we crack on? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you, how are you? Fine, thank you. Guys, we're recording remote again. <laughs> I think it's so obvious because there's so many people, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And how are you? We're just so like, <laughs> people. So it's, it's just awkward otherwise. Not to I know. Say, so, hi guys, we're back. Yeah, we should try and fake it next time. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. Nah. Okay, so it's that week. It's Valentine's, Galentine's, whatever you want to call it week. Mm. And obviously, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> And alone. Yeah, um, I'm actually. Sorry, you go. No, I just love your single stories on um, Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. So I could see it as a content opportunity week rather than being alone week. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that's why I'm saying that. Um, I think we should just because probably I want to talk about like, you know, how to cope with it when you're alone, or how to do the best Valentine's date if you're, you know, with your partner. But also, I think nowadays, especially, you, I think this, this is the easiest time to not to be alone on Valentine's Day and just get yourself a quick date. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, and obviously I'm in relationship and you're single. So that's kind of, we're not on the same field. What, what we both have is kind of stories and, and experiences on, on just on a dating um, platform. So I thought it was just fun to, to kind of talk about it and share it. and Yeah, and I thought it was such a good idea because when I was thinking, okay, Valentine, should we do something for it? I usually go one or two ways, which is either to do a deep episode about how I'm single and how, how I feel about it and how I'm handling mm. it. And I thought I could do a bit of an empowering one about being on my own and for the first time being like, you know, whatever. But then I was like, no, I don't really feel like doing that. I don't feel like I've got much to say. But then equally, <laughs> I don't feel like doing one which is like, um, you know, like how to be lovey-dovey or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you said, let's just talk about our experiences, especially the funny ones, like <laughs> worst dates, and maybe we can do a dropping of best dates. I just thought, yes, this is something that we can yeah. do. Keep it light-hearted. <laughs> And just take the piss out of ourselves. Yeah. So. Like, I personally was really, really into Tinder. So, um, I mean, I was on Tinder, I think, on and off for like two years. And um, and when I got into it, I was I was taking it very seriously. Like, okay, I'm going to meet someone. I'm, you know, I'm ready. And let's meet these people. But then the more people I met and, and the longer I've been on it, I've realized that, it's a very interesting concept and I started kind of studying it rather than actually like looking for someone, if that makes sense. Obviously I took the benefits from it and, uh, and had my quality adult time. How I always told my mom. <laughs> and, uh, but other than that, I was just, just really obsessed how like, like I was really curious to meet new people. I, I was very consciously not having a type and try to go out of my comfort zone and and swipe guys and meet up with guys who weren't really my type or even not my type but just like not you know I didn't feel such a big connection or I didn't see such a good future but I was just like okay let's let's meet these type of type of people and and I was just <laughs> music, I'm listening to them and like how how are you alive or how can you how are you society we just there are so many people different people and just has to kind of remind myself that these people have parents and then these people have friends and they grew up and, and shocked yeah so, so I was really deep into the psychology of tinder and people on it um, you know alongside myself so that makes me laugh so much because it's kind of like when I got single this time round. remember at first I was saying I really want, like, now that I've had this relationship, I know that I want to be in a relationship. I know I'm at that point in my life where I want to, like, meet someone or whatever. Yeah. And it's so funny because that, for that reason, I decided, okay, I'm going to be really open. And I got on an app and I was like, I'm going to be really open. And now I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, actually, do you know what? Like, I've got plenty of time. And I'm kind of realising <laughs> that it's quite fun to be single because 
it's just like a different thing that I've not experienced like as the person that I am now I experienced it when I was very different so yeah. so I've tried to be like that with Hinge and just be really open and like people that aren't my type or whatever but I just I think I said to you last week it's gone too far because it's just <laughs> it's so funny like you meet people and you're like this person is just not my type of person at all so in in a sense I get what you're saying it's like an experiment you're like it's like watching Discovery Channel yeah. but sometimes it's just too much like it's oh, just no, too I, many weird was, people out there there was um was one time there was this guy um I'm like we're gonna say nationality just in case they listen but probably he won't remember <laughs> so basically we we kind of started chatting and it got really heated so the Text sex chemistry was on, you know, top of the charts. And it was like, whoa, really exciting. And we were just like very, very heated. And we, I think he was abroad for a week. So we couldn't meet up because then later on, I kind of made this concept that after, like, if I started talking to someone, I liked him, that it was within a week I had to meet him. If it, he was pushing it, no, I'm not interested. I mean, I don't want a, a, a text buddy. Yeah. You know, I wanted to meet people. Um, so, but anyway, so with, with this guy, because it was so heated, the conversation, I was like, okay, let's wait. So we could have actually met after two weeks. So the whole, the tension built up by then. And we met up. And it was nothing. It was just nothing. <laughs> no chemistry at all. But not like a friend chemistry or anything. Nothing. So, um we met up, I think we met up in Liverpool Street. We walked up to this one of this bar shortage and sat down. We had one drink and started talking. And it was just like nothing. And I was, I was waiting. I think he was waiting as well. To like, okay, when was this, you know, this chemistry going to kind of come to life? And it just never. And in the meantime, I was talking to another guy, as you do, who I was kind of getting close to anyway. Um. And then just knew, I was just keep thinking to that guy. I was like, I'd rather believe that guy not with this. <laughs> so what I did after like, how did I finish my first drink? And I just said to him, like, Sarah, can I just be very like just blunt? And do you feel any chemistry between us? And he was like, what? And I said, oh, no, no, I mean, just tell me whatever. It's not like a test or anything. Just tell me what, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll be blunt. I think this is just not happening. So let's just not waste money and time. <laughs> So I so I stood up and left, and I'm not the. I was thinking about that the other day because I need to learn this. I need to learn the ability just to stand up and just leave. But I feel so bad. It's just like I was thinking that because I knew that the next round would have been mine as well. <laughs> And it's just oh, yeah. because with this, because especially I think when you don't feel the chemistry, then you have the alternating rounds. Yeah, the first, yeah, dating oh, expensive. Yeah, the first round it was his and it was coming to my Was it worth it to have another painful half an hour and another expensive shortage drinks? No. So <laughs> see, I, I went on one. Um I'm gonna change like in this one I don't need to change anything, but throughout this time that I tell stories, I'm gonna have to change some facts just so not it's so not clear in case, yeah. Um but this person I don't think is gonna I don't think we have any contact <laughs> with each other so it's fine um but it was like a literal moment as soon as we met outside the tube station I was like not for me I know. you know you to be like not for me and that sounds really shallow but it wasn't it's not about just looks it's about it's a lot about um obviously because I, I would have seen what yeah. that person looked like before but it's all about like body language yeah. the way you hold yourself the way you speak all of these things obviously tell a lot and within seconds I just was like oh no and also they were dressed like an old-fashioned person like not not like a vintage why do you always think that things that aren't cute are cute like like not like vintage like actually from olden times olden times what is it (laughs) no like Victorian times (laughs) and I was just like oh fuck and it was the beginning of the day, like we hadn't even gone anywhere yet. So what I basically did, we were supposed to go for coffee because I wasn't too sure about this person beforehand, but they'd made quite a lot of effort. So I thought like, get out of your comfort zone, give different people a chance. So we just agreed on coffee. But then um, 
I was just like, oh, I don't think I can do this. So we went to a coffee shop and I was like, oh, should we just get it to take away? And it's a nice day. Should we go for a walk? <laughs> so we got it to take away. And then basically I just started walking home. <laughs> oh my God, so you basically just got yourself a free company so you're not bored while you're walking home. Free company, but not free coffee. He didn't even buy my coffee, which I, I you know, I'm all about equality, but I think the person that asks you mm. a date should especially it's not it's different if it's like an expensive meal or something but if it's just a coffee or you know a drink or something the person that and ask and he'd ask like three times before Mm. I said yes should pay for the drink and so (laughs) I was a bit annoyed and then we had to walk home together and basically like we got like almost then and he was like asking about where I live and stuff I was like oh yeah I actually live like quite close around here and he was like oh so you just basically got me to walk you home (laughs) and I was like yes (laughs) <laughs> so I mean it was kind of shit because I was like oh I really I know I don't want to be on this but equally like at least I saved time also you never know because um oh my god I'm not gonna be able to exactly recall it but so there was in, in the beginning first two months three months of my dating career on tinder and um I mean it wasn't a career I didn't earn any money actually just but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, basically, I'm talking to this guy, and I think we cancelled each other like three times, and and then it was, I think, for the I think for the fourth time, he really, really wanted to meet up. Really, but you know, and you could just can't be bothered, and by then you like someone else, and it's just, oh come on, no. So what I did, I just had to him to like, if he lived quite far away from mine. But I said to him that if he comes to this coffee, if we have to meet in this coffee shop, which really close to mine, I didn't tell him that I was living there because obviously in team that you have this code or whatever dating site is that if you kind of set the date around yours or the guy's place, that means that it's like a kind of a, a green light for the evening. So I didn't tell him that I was living there, but, um, but I just had like, let's meet here. So I knew that it's a five minutes walk for me. And if he makes the effort and travels an hour, then it's fine. Um, so he did and then I remember that even just I was getting ready I was doing my makeup and he messaged me something and he corrected my English and you just don't do that and it wasn't like even like there wasn't these pity things of like you're or you're or you know there's like what can annoy you but it was just genuine I think it was it was even an uh, autocorrect or anything I was like are you being serious like we just about to be taking the piss now (laughs) um, I'm just gonna go and just just kind of seat through and at least he's done and we met up and he walked up to me and we gave to this half hug and we sat down went to this um kind of restaurant branchy place and for three hours we wouldn't shut up like it was just like the, the waiter came up to us like three times like everybody told her oh sorry and we just kind of it just went so natural and it was just so nice to pop next door and we had one drink and then he said that, okay, three o'clock, he needs to leave because it's best friend's birthday. But okay, fair enough. And then he was just about to go to the second round. And I said to him that it's three o'clock, like then you have to go and let's just pick it up next week. And he was just genuinely like, oh no, I'm, I'm you know, I'm having such a good time. Um, I wish you could come. I mean, you could come. And it was, <laughs> wait a minute, it was up in Derby. What? Yeah. And then did you go? I was like, yeah, sure. And he was so surprised. Oh my god, that's so exciting. I didn't know where Dobby was really. I thought it was like hot for shit or something. Oh my god. And then we just literally got in a car, messaged my friend, like, I'm off to Derby. (laughs) Please follow my location on WhatsApp. Um and yeah, so that was our first date, and we went to this house party it was like a really intimate like eight people house party and they were playing these games and and they were like oh so is it your, you know your girlfriend how long have you known each other we were like uh six hours and they were just like yeah sure ha ha said, no really six hours yeah so it was it was one of my best dates wow wow that that sounds really cute yeah, i think it was really good bit, bit, bit stupid but cute I think the best dates are always those ones where it just flows and you end up like I always think a really good sign of a date is if you go to multiple locations like then you know it's a good date like you don't just go for the first coffee or the first drink but you've ended up like going for like food as well or something like that and you're like yeah. We went for a drink and mini golf and then we went to the 
this kind of quiz machines and you just do multiple things and it just kind of flows and you want to do things together and just sit there and mm-hmm. or, or if you do have this like sit down meeting kind of drink then you know that it's just all about kind of sex you kind of don't have anything like extra and it's like, yeah it's be good but it's so it's always nice if you've got like you want to have an do an activity with someone or like just yeah the drink is I like going for a drink it's chill but you know you really like someone if you end up yeah putting in more effort than that. and then for me what I find or found that after a while it kind of turned into more of a self-reflection self-awareness kind of route if that makes sense so more and more data gone um, the more and more I learned about what's important to me, what's not important to me, what's like, okay, maybe I don't like it, but this is nothing compared to that. Like, you know, it's just much more important that you have this value than you don't have this or, you know, stuff like that. And I was so much more. Definitely. You learn. So I think I've learned so much from dating because each date is like a lesson, isn't it? And it's like one thing. That's why I was laughing at the beginning when you were saying about like being really open to different types of people. And one thing I've learned is that I've been really open, but that I need to find my middle ground <laughs> and that sometimes I, you know, that, that there's a reason that the word chemistry exists because yeah. you're supposed to date people that you feel like an attraction to. Yeah. But obviously, because I kind of do want, like, eventually, at some point in the yeah. next few years to, to find the person I want to settle down with, mm. I almost look past the looks and the chemistry side of it, but too much to the point where it's like, oh, this person might be a good, like, you know personality fit with me but you have to have both and so <laughs> I've just been dating people that we don't fit together and trying to you know make it work and I just realized like there's a there's a need for the the like raw sex appeal yeah. between you and someone <laughs> you just need it at least in the beginning yeah but maybe just that but I think also what you learn from these dating signs that you don't I mean obviously it's come to the absolute limit but you don't need to make it work if if you're in a kind of some sort of relationship that's kind of a harsh and hard effort to make it work that you have to let it go because it's you know it's not fair on the other person that you tell them that they should act certain ways because who are you to tell them that they should be like this and all the way around so if something obviously you have to compromise and you have to find middle ground as I said like my boyfriend I met him on Tinder and we've been together for almost two years so so yeah so yeah but for, you know and there are, he's got traits um it drives me crazy but it, it's nothing compared to all the good traits he have or he has well exactly I was gonna say to what you said there that I think that it that relationships once you're in them they can be really really hard work and I think it's a negative thing that the fact that like dating apps have made it so easy mm. to just be like, okay, I'm going to let go and find something else. Cause I, I agree with what you're saying that you have to understand intuitively when the point is too far gone, that yeah. you're trying to make something work that won't. But equally, I think that most of us never get to that point and that you really like, it's not, it's not ever going to be easy and we do have to grind it out. And sometimes I think temptation of like, Oh, it could be better. The grass is greener kind of thing. Or is always but then it, there now I don't know because if if you well I found that like there was this guy for this, this guy I went to Derby with and I think we clicked on so many levels and we would have been a really really nice couple but the timing wasn't right we weren't ready for the same thing at the same time and and you know and, and I, I kind of went into this trap of um of, of keep kind of, kind of have the guy and I would say 70% or 60% was okay and if this and this and this and this would change then it would be a good relationship but then it just never worked because I tried to force it into something it wasn't you know if, oh yeah I totally agree with that I just turn it into like a, a, a dream relationship so it's kind of a really fine line between isn't it to kind of well I yeah I didn't mean it like that I totally agree that when you're not in a relationship like you can't change people to be who you want take one part and not the other part I just meant once you're in a relationship um especially long term that's hard then yeah then then it's hard work and it and if it's not 
and if it takes struggle that doesn't mean necessarily that you should just leave it and you know try something else but I think you're so right about when you're dating people quite often I think that's such a common thing to be like for a very oh I like this but I don't really like that but maybe I could change it or something I think that's what I was always saying that maybe I'll be the one who changes the person I'll be the special one oh yeah wanted to be the special one in, in in the guys lives and me too yeah. and it's just not really <laughs> yeah i think another funny story mm. would be you know when you just know that somebody's not right for you yeah you just know and then everyone's got that friend <laughs> who just gasses them up to do like stupid things and if she's listening she'll know who she is <laughs> so I won't say anything more but I mean I'm already quite susceptible I think I'm that person you know like I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic that if someone likes me I can forget whether I like them or not a bit and be like I mean obviously I know whether I like them or not but it's, it can almost get pulled in to the idea of like oh they're so sweet oh they really like me and it's like yeah but do you like them I had those experiences <laughs> when you kind of fall in love idea of them loving you if that makes yeah not their people yeah. but their affection towards you is that what's drawn you know that you're drawn to but yeah got yeah. carry on sorry oh sorry um i think the ta- the sound's got a bit funny because sometimes i can hear echo oh uh so i don't never know if you're if you're talking or if it's an echo um so sorry guys if the sound's a bit funny but yeah, um, so with this person, particular person that I knew from beginning, like from one day or so, that it wasn't right. Um, it just kind of went on for longer than it should have in a friendly sort of way. Like we weren't dating, but we were, we had places in common. So we would always see each other. Oh, quick <laughs> sexual, this is how you're going. We have places in common. What? <laughs> I don't places want- that you both visit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Places that we both visit. <laughs> um, and it just kept going on and on. And they were very, like, sweet. You know, like when somebody kind of woos you. But sweet to the the line where some of my friends were saying, like, no, it's not sweet. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> but I always thought, oh, no, it's sweet. It's sweet. And then eventually I was just like, one of my friends was like, you might as well just go for it. Because at this point, you're not going to know until you do. Yeah. Which which to be honest was quite good advice but it gave me this it like gassed me up to be like yeah this is a great idea so you know continued to see him decided to take it to the next level and it just <laughs> just don't even know how to... <laughs> it's just like a train wreck it's one of those things that's a train wreck and it became kind of like a weird situation where you've almost got like a little bit of a stalkery thing Uh, everyone around me saw it it coming but what then was it like how you expected it to be or do you mean was it as because you felt that okay it was a bit stalky it was already a bit weird so was kind of the the next level bit weird as well um at first I think because I was so undecided for so long Mm. so many months it was like oh this is like you know we're actually gelling better than I thought we would and actually like he's so sweet he treats me so well and like makes me feel really special and all all these things and then very quickly I think the second time that I saw him again after we kind of move it to this next level was suddenly like oh yeah all of those things feeling really special feeling like we gel really well have gone to the next level where I no longer feel special I feel like I'm like on a shrine in a bad way like there's a shrine of me with like little dolls and shit and like it's just weird and and also like I like a bit of um you know I like a guy to flatter me a bit I think that's nice but then it got to the level where it was almost like I've got a doormat not even a doormat like a little pet or something that's like and when you're in a moment and they're like I can't believe you're here with me and it's like Huh? <laughs> when they say it so many times, this one kind of because I'm very, I can I was verbally very expressive. Let's say that, but then I realized that was when you say things so many times and so often they, they kind of lose their weight. Yeah, and and if someone's just constantly and also kind of makes you think that okay, if he can do that with such a short notice 
and, and without knowing you as you know so well um then you know kind of makes you wonder that okay is he like this with everyone else or exactly actually like you or he is like you know he likes the idea of you and and that he likes just he just likes adoring anyone and uh, yeah. yeah it's just it's just so weird as I said is that for me I was just when I was kind of I had a phase when I wasn't in the but literally emotionally not connecting with anyone and I mean connecting with them in a different level but not as in okay let's take this further I want to include you in my life or anything like that and it kind of just made me think that why are we on Tinder really? It made me think that why am I on Tinder? Like when I'm on these dates that am I really introduced to this person? I want to get to know this person or I just want someone or I just want the opportunity or I just want to be heard and I don't want to stay at home. I just want to go out. And obviously every Tinder story first date, you, you almost say the same story over and over again and what you're about, what you like, you know, that you can, and, and every, I felt that with every first date, I was able to give a better version of myself because obviously I went home and said, oh, I kind of forgot about this or, well, actually my values changed to, to this. And and I don't know, it kind of became, a, I think, was kind of far, far from what it should have been. And I had to kind of check in with myself. So like, what is this? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it's really interesting that you know. Or then I kind of when I sit on, sit on a date and people were in front of me and they were just talking about themselves and just listen, listen. I said, okay, are you here because you want to get to know me, or we just literally just want someone to listen to you and adore you? And that is such a good point. I've noticed, started noticing that a lot. To to kind of I think when you date and and it's not not wrong one or the other, but I think you just have to be very clear about what you want. And I remember when I kind of decided that I didn't want any kind of hookups. Then when guys started date like texting me or messaging me on Tinder, I was just very clear about it. I thought, "Hi, I'm sorry. I'm like, are you up for like actually meet like getting to know each other?" And like, oh, what do you mean? Let's just take it how it goes. Like, okay, no, I want someone who's open. It's not just me, just anyone to get to know someone. If you're in that stage of your life that you want to get to know someone, because this, oh, let's you know just kind of leave it open and we'll see what happens. That's kind of the the no the the nice way of saying, well, I just want to have sex and then if it's nice, I'll see you again. If not, then bye. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so I think if if you're just very clear of what you want, and then you can um, just say it out loud and 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 then just express it, then you know Tinder is anything that or, or like now what's the new thing? It's not Tinder now. Hinge. Hinge. And then so it is, um, is what you use it for, really. So I really don't like it when people have, you know, give any bad reputation of these apps because it's how we use it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I'm sure, like, I know that I spend half my time telling you funny stories, like, privately. <laughs> so I think it's, I think I've got stage fright. I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. I know you have as well. I've got one that's like, it's not really funny. I mean, it, it's funny to me. It's kind of more crazy, like, as in, like, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've definitely sold it as more than it, it was. But this was years ago, literally before I met my last boyfriend. Uh, I think I would have been, I think this was about four years ago now. <clears throat> and I was in a restaurant with my, my, yeah, my little sister, who's now in her fourth or fifth year of uni had just finished school um just finished just turned 18 I think so yeah so it was a long time ago and we went to Jaquito's okay um or maybe she was even 16 I don't even know which is in Leicester Square and I went with her and my best friend and we like sat and had a celebrationary dinner and I remember like I was sitting on in a booth and I could see out into the restaurant and there was a guy sitting on a table like opposite me and he just you know when you keep catching eyes I know. and you're like eyeballing each other and it's just like very very obvious and then I was a bit like oh my god and I kept like looking at him and then looking away or whatever and thinking who's this guy that's like we're checking each other out and then it, this was going on for like a good 20 minutes um that since I first got there mm. and then suddenly like a girl came back to the table and sat down 
in front of him and I was like oh and he was obviously on some sort of date like it was just the two of them and I after that I wouldn't look at him for the rest of the date because he was facing me and she yeah. had his back her back to me so I literally would not look at him because I was like oh that's terrible like I remember saying to my friend like oh that guy was looking at me now like his dates just sat down it was really <laughs> awkward and like we both as she sat down he kind of looked at me and then like looked away and then I just like wouldn't look at him again <laughs> so this was like four years ago mm. then like a whole year or maybe a year and a half later um I was working in the gym in Waterloo yeah. and I've been working there for a couple of years already um but I just moved house yeah so it was it must have been two years later when my sister moved to London um I just I'd moved house and I'd live now in Borough so I changed the way that was walking to the gym from always coming from one direction to walk a different way and like just outside the gym I used to turn left and now I would turn right and on the right side was a building site that um was like quite new and they were building up these flats Mm. and I remember like standing outside and one day we had to hand out leaflets and then this guy was carrying a massive pane of glass like carrying it under his arm and then I I was standing on the corner handing out leaflets and then he like (laughs) sounds a really wrong message (laughs) (laughs) not those kind of leaflets Um, and then he like was holding this pane of glass and then as he walked past me kind of like double took and like turned and like nearly banged into someone with this pane of glass and then the guys that were with him were like saying like what are you doing whatever and then I just was like that was weird and walked off and he just kind of like was kind of giving me a weird look so I was like what's going on anyway I forgot about it then I was walking to work um the next day from my new house and he was coming the same guy was walking down the street towards me and I thought like oh is that the guy with the pain of glass <laughs> anyway this is like weeks later but anyway I carried on walking and then a minute later he runs up behind me and it's like, excuse me, sorry, do you work in that gym? And I was like, yeah. And I thought he was just going to, I don't know, hit on me or ask about the gym or something. And then he was like, okay, really weird question. Were you in a Mexican restaurant in Leicester Square about two years ago? <laughs> Same guy, you never told me. <laughs> yeah, because this was before I met you. And then I just started seeing, I think, um, someone at that point. And I was just like, what? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, I uh, don't think so and he was like yeah yeah no listen you were wearing a white top that came up around your neck you had your hair slicked back and a high ponytail all off your face I could see your face and you had like jeans that come up really high like up to here and then I was like oh my god like yeah that was me because obviously I always wear jeans and a crop top what I used to um and we had a picture of that night on Facebook that because me and my friend and my sister never were really together very much. So we had a picture and I was wearing this white top that like crochet top that was tied up behind the neck. Wow. <laughs> and literally he remembered exactly what I was wearing. And he was like, I, I like man- at the same time. Sorry. Sweet and creepy at the same time. Exactly. But you know me, I, I only see the sweet side. So I thought it was the cutest thing ever. I was like, I can't believe he remembered me. And he was like, yeah, I was on a date. And he goes, you were looking at me. I was looking at you. And then my date came back from the toilet and you wouldn't look at me for the rest of the day. And he was like, you just like shunned me. And he, was, he said that he said to himself that he wanted to, that if he ever saw me again, he would ask me for my number. And then what? we saw each other again. Like, <laughs> so... But did you give you her number? Because I just started seeing someone. Oh. I was like, oh, I don't know. And I, it was going like, well, it was actually you know, my ex. It was my ex. So oh. it was just the beginning. We weren't together yet, but I was kind of thinking that this could be something. So I sort of said, I, I made a joke about like how no. And he was like, well, if we see each other again, like then it'll be fate or whatever. And obviously, but obviously I would walk past that every day <laughs> to get to work. <laughs> so it became, so it became this weird thing where like, we would always see each other and then I would always kind of thought in the back of my mind like oh you know is it you know is he the one or whatever because of this romantic story that I always imagined uh but he wasn't like I once I moved away from there I never saw him again and that's the end of it I don't know if I know anyone who kind of I didn't see for a while and then a few years ago I bumped into him because you know the whole fate thing like I don't believe in fate but I kind of do a little bit like the romantic side of me does so <laughs> no for me no I don't think I have 
but that's it, it's so different it's just difficult to kind of spot the, the creeps and um and kind of make a difference between them and the, the sweet people like you know because there are people who are just genuinely putting themselves themselves out there yeah like to appreciate that but then when i do that so often it turned out to be a beat just too much yeah. <laughs> and a to the the yeah just not quite how you should approach anyone <laughs> um i remember there was a guy who um who started talking and then he started sending me these voice clips on uh, whatsapp which were songs he wrote oh my god about me oh. the first song it wasn't an original it was just uh i feel sick every time i hear this song it was jolene Oh my gosh. How he sang it to me. It was like Bernadette, Bernadette, Bernadette. It was like, oh my <gasps> God. No. And Susan, when I hear Jolene every time, I'm like, so sick. So that was that. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then he done an original. But again, it was just like gibberish. It was like a nice song. It was out of tune and there was no rhyme or anything. It was just whatever he came to his mind. And okay, maybe it's ha funny again. And they kind of happened daily. And then I asked him, I said to him, because I just didn't kind of find that we were on the same page. And I said to him, like, okay, thank you. It was nice to meet you, but no, thank you. Like, I literally sent out, um, especially I think guys who I find, like, quite emotionally open. Like, I remember there was another guy I went on that date with. And we had a really good night. We had a really good friend chemistry. Like we'd done a pop a night like a pop crawl in Shoreditch. Um, but I just didn't feel that the kind of sexual chemistry. And yeah. then he went again and I just said to him, I sent him a long message, I had a really good time, but I really don't think that it's gonna go any further than this. Um and because I always felt that if I would get that message, probably it would be an ouch from a guy but then I would accept, you know respect and accept it and I don't think anything is wrong with me but if someone just ghosts me or disappears or bullshit heads out you know he's way out of a situation then I found myself blaming myself a lot and going around in circles as well so if just someone says to me like thank you but no thank you I'm fine with that but anyway so I said this thank you but no thank you for this singing guy uh, but he just didn't get it. He was keen to it. And he was like, I don't mind if you if you just listen to them and you never reply. I just want to see that you you listen to them and, you know, the blue tick comes on WhatsApp and it makes me happy. I'm like, okay, that's a bit too much. So I said to him, like, please do stop this or I'm going to block you. And he didn't stop, so I blocked him on WhatsApp. And then he sent me a normal message. I blocked him on my phone. And then he found me on Facebook. And so, so I mentioned this, so I blocked him on Facebook and then he sent me an email. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, I think it took me like a good six or a month by the time he was completely out of my life. <laughs> so, so yes, I'm saying that you're trying to be nice and but some people just, you just have to be like, bye, no, bye. <laughs> this yeah. is a not. So... I um I've just remembered a really funny story from it's so funny because most of the ones that I can actually share are from a very long time ago and I think that's because sometimes the hindsight makes it like more funny (laughs) (laughs) but um I don't think I don't know if I've told you this one but um when I was like again before my last relationship so I would have been probably like 21 or 20 um I was back home in Luton I uh, visited my family and I was got, I'd gone to the gym and I think I was walking through the town centre and going to the car park and this guy suddenly comes up to me as I was paying for my parking and was <gasps> like, hi, um, sorry, I just saw you. Oh, you remember? I did tell you. <laughs> he was like, sorry, I just saw you. Um, and then my, my aunt told me like, oh, stop like looking and just go and say hi or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought, and again, I thought that was kind of cute, you know me. And then he was like, before I even had a chance to actually do anything, I, I just laughed. I was like, oh, that's funny or whatever. And he was mm. like, well, look, um, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but if you, want, if you want to, like, chat or get to know me a bit more, like, here's my card. And he <laughs> gave me a business card. And obviously this is when I was a few years younger. So it was even more like, 
okay, like bit of a power play. And then I looked at the card and it said like HSBC uh, account manager, um, no, some sort of like, not global manager, but some like high up thing, something manager. Um, And it had his name on there and and a number and everything. And I was like, oh, um, okay, I just took it and he left. And then when I got home, I just left it lying around and I told my parents a story. And my dad saw it and was like, you know what? I think you should call him. Like, you should give him a message because it would be good for you to date a guy that's like about his business and, you know, got his shit together. Because back then I used to date, like, my dad just wanted me to date someone who had a job because I didn't really. (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh, well, dad thinks I should message him. So I did. And then he straight away was like, called me. Because, you know, if you text someone, then they call you. And yeah. I just think that's not socially acceptable. Like, you have to have a bit of a chat going first. Yeah, it's just so off guard, isn't it? Or like, exactly. Like, if, if kind of a chat situation or Tinder messaging kind of turns into a phone call, then it's usually like, okay, I can call you. Okay, are you ready now? Now? Yeah, okay, I'm going to give you a call now. Okay, now. And better exactly. <laughs> Now, now, now. Yeah, now. Give yeah now okay because what if you're just in the, you know just about to go for a pee or anything like you never know what you in the middle of it exactly so <laughs> i like straight away was a bit like oh this is a bit intense but okay mm. and then we were chatting and then i can't remember what happened but like he said something really offensive or something like at some point i can't remember what it was um but oh it's so nice so many years ago now but i remember being like right i'm done and i like I like blocked him and was like no I don't want to talk to you anymore and this was on whatsapp and then he started like i messaging me um <sighs> and I was just like oh and then I think he kind of apologized or whatever so I was like okay fine but I didn't want to continue to see him or anything like that and then um he kept calling me and he was just being weird and annoying so I actually uh, blocked his number as well then the next day the next day so I've known him for now two days right <laughs> I get a WhatsApp message from an unknown number, different number, saying, hi, it's Danny's cousin. This guy was called Danny, right? (laughs) I was with him when he saw you and he really likes you. And I think that you should give him a chance. Like sometimes guys say stupid things, but I hate to see him sad like this and everything. And I'd really appreciate it if you give him a chance. I was a bit like, and again, I won't lie, a tiny part of me was flattered. <laughs> but, ego, it's, it's, it's nice. It's so many things that are just good for your egos, but then you're just like, okay. Bad well, for your life. I feel you know that it's going to go downhill. Yeah, exactly. So I, I saw that and I was like, okay, this is kind of weird because it's been two days and she's talking as in like, oh, please give him another chance as if I was his girlfriend or something. Yeah. So I just replied and said, look, and back then I was going for a rough time and I said about how like, I was going for a rough time and I didn't have the like time or energy for it and whatever and that like I don't think that we're right for each other and we haven't known each other very long. And then she was like, oh, I understand that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like heart has to get broken. We've all been there. Sometimes it's good to have a shoulder to cry on and Danny would love to be that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I kind of just left it and was like nah this is weird so many weirdos and then I, I got another he messaged me from another number and started saying like oh he's got a new number and like how am I do I want to talk or whatever and I just ignored it and then like I just kept getting calls from this cousin and stuff like that and every couple of months I would just keep getting like a, a message from a different number saying it was him and then I was like this just seems weird and I actually remember that I started seeing somebody or something who worked at HSBC, mm. like actually in the head office. So I said, I told them the story. I think this was in hindsight ages later. And I couldn't remember the name, the full name. And yeah. he was like, oh, if you can find that name, like I'll have a look and see if they actually work here. Um, and I couldn't find it. And then I went through all my old WhatsApp conversations trying to find the number that I'd blocked. Mm. and then I found it because then the whatsapp picture was a picture of this business card <laughs> which doesn't bode well because why would you have your business card as your whatsapp pic anyway he researched it and said that there's nobody that works in HSBC with that well, name created a card for himself sorry he just created a card yeah. for himself. so he obviously made a fake HSBC business card to pick up girls oh 
It's like insane. And then put it as his WhatsApp pic. It's just like... That's the thing. Like for me, I learned very quickly to do that. If anyone kind of approaches you, it's the best if you ask for their number, but you never give away your number. Oh. And then from there, like, see if someone, um, there was one time I was waiting cheap in Walthamstow and then one of these TFL guys came to me and was like, oh, you're really nice. Da, 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 da. I'd like to take you out for a drink. So can I ask for your number? I said, oh, I'm, I'm happy to take your number, um, but I'm kind of on a spot here. I, I generally don't know. Is it okay if I think about it and get back to you? And then he was really nice about it. He was like, oh, yeah, say yeah, sorry to, you know, kind of, I know you kind of took you off guard. So um, um, just here's my number, take it. And then you message me when you can. And then next day I messaged him and said, just sorry, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm interested, but thank you so much for your nice, you know, kind of words. And he was really nice. But then if someone's kind of, you just say that to them and someone gets defensive and it's like, no, no, give me your number, your number. Then you know that, uh-uh, no, thank you. That's so, true. That's a good one. But it's just so tricky, like how because he came to you with his card. So yeah, kind of it's like it, it, it worked well as a pickup move, but, <sighs> but yeah. yeah. But now I'd see that as a bit of a dick move. I think like a little bit arrogant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially when you're doing like like this because you can just say that. Oh, here is my number. Take it and just you know you can just save it in your phone. But yeah. My business card. <laughs> but yeah but it's just that's that's why it's just really interesting because um two years ago valentine's day i was on my own technically oh no <laughs> two years ago valentine's day was the the date i went on with the with the derby guy because i remember they were laughing that was valentine's day yeah because i remember laughing because wow. I went, to the, went to the shops and um i wanted to oh yeah we went because obviously how we went to derby i didn't have any toothbrush or anything so we stopped at one of these service stations in a mark and spencer's to get me some toothbrush and stuff like that and um they were selling these roses by the tail uh... yeah and um and so the, the, the cashier lady went, oh, do you want to buy for, you know, a rose for your girlfriend for Valentine's Day? And we looked at each other and like, what? No, nope. Oh, my God. How yeah, so, awkward. Yeah, so, so that's how it was. Oh, maybe three years ago now. Three. Yeah, it was three probably because then, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? But it's just how easy is not easy. But so I think, you know, you, you, I'm not saying you're as single as you put yourself out there. But I remember for a long time I was – I was feeling very alone and, and lonely and uh, just kind of hopeless when it comes to relationship. And I think Tinder or any kind of dating site can give you like a sense of hopelessness after all, you know, when you went on a couple of dates. Yeah. Up, up onto a certain point, you have to put yourself out there and you have to go out there and open yourself up to it in order to kind of get things moving. Yeah, what makes me feel, and I've realised this recently, the happiest is to get out in the world. And, like, mm, I, just... I mean, to be honest, right now I don't feel like – we'll see how I feel on Thursday. <laughs> but I don't feel, like, very lonely compared to, like, how I was last year. Mm. But what I really – what makes me feel good is, like, go out, go to, you know, the coffee shop, go to the shop, go to the gym, go wherever you are and just, like, interact with real people. Like, not even in a – but okay, so maybe they're guys or not. It doesn't mean it's going to become anything. But even just like smile at a stranger, say hi when just... someone smiles at you. Like I was reading a book yesterday that says about how like when a guy's interested in stuff, it's a book about like um, influencing people, but it talks a lot about dating because I guess that's relevant. Yeah. And it talks about like when guys are interested, they tend to kind of, you know, look at you or like give you a half smile or something. And then what we tend to do back is to sort of half smile or like and I do that all the time the guy looks at me I'll like half smile and it was like treat them like you would treat a little baby kid that runs up to you you would run down to them and be like hello and like start being like really just give them all of your attention and I and I always think oh no but that's desperate but just for a passing moment if someone smiles at you big smile back like say hi that just makes you feel like there is so there, there really is so much opportunity out there it's just that you have to work your own fire. You have to lit a fire in yourself, working those energies, and that will give you, kind of give yourself an energy already. Does yeah. it with that that you go out there and you smile at those people? You give in the energy with yourself to yourself as well. That kind of feedback of like, yeah, I'm on fire, kind of. 
no, definitely. But also just to remember that, like, because the apps can be quite depressing, but, like, just, we could be out and about and you could just, you know. Or just, I mean, I had that, that's why I had that, that kind of um, rule on that, that if I started talking to someone or we kind of swiped each other or whatever, establish that, okay, there is something to talk about. Or just, or there was even just like, oh, I like you, like it too. Shall we meet this Wednesday? And we met like two days later without having barely any conversation. Just if you would see each other on the street. So just kind of not dragging it for like weeks and days, but as soon as you can just meet these people. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a crazy episode. We've been all over the place. I know, but well, I really feel, I think it's just, it just shows that, that, you know, we all have these experiences. We've all been single. We've all been in relationship and it's kind of moving and, and changing all the time. So there is not really a point to kind of sit in one or the other way. But, you know, if you're in a relationship and if you're happy, then appreciate it and celebrate it regardless of Valentine's Day. Yes. Because you never know what happened. And if you're not then you can still celebrate that and move that and working those energies. So there's also so many ways. And the one relationship that you can always keep cultivating and growing is the one with yourself. Ah, that's <laughs> a nice one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, then shall we just wrap up this episode how it is? Yes, it's been a long one. We should definitely wrap it up. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so I really hope everyone's going to have a nice week and just just kind of love you so many people put, put out content nowadays out there just to love each other just generally just put love out there and I, I really like that so yeah that's nice I like that too yeah just to connect with, with just opening yourself and opening your heart in general oh okay I achieved it as well all done <laughs> well have a lovely uh valentine's or galentine's depending on how you choose to look at it yeah and we'll be back next week. Back, back, back in business. Yes. All right, then. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.